Hi, and welcome back to the Multifaceted Athlete with Coaching Lutz. I'm your host, Kelly Lutz. I am a USGA certified running and ultra running coach and certified strength and conditioning specialist. I am so excited to have you here today. We'll be talking all about running, aspects of running, strength training, and anything else that makes us humans who do sports. So let's dive right into this episode. I hope you love it. Hello, welcome back to another week of the Multifaceted Athlete. I have my trusty co-host with me today. Pumpkin, would you like to say hi? No? Okay. Apparently, he wants to be quiet now that there was a mic in his face. Um. Okay, so what are we talking about today? So I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Jake. I really enjoyed that conversation, and I'm really thankful that he was so open and honest with his responses around everything he's been dealing with injury-wise, having kids, all of that. So if you haven't listened, I highly recommend that you check that out. Uh, two, can you believe we're on episode 90? Because I can't. We're only 10 episodes away from episode 100. So I want your input. What should we do for episode 100? Obviously, 100 is a big deal. It's a nice number too, you know, but it's a big deal. So what should we do for it? I feel like we should do something special, whether it's like a giveaway or like a live episode or Q&A something like that. So if you have thoughts, please send them to me. Coaching Klutz on Instagram, Kelly at Coaching Klutz on email. And yeah, that is coming up quickly. It'll be depending on what happens for the rest of the year, because usually around the holidays, there's a week or two that I don't release an episode because I need to chill just like you need to chill, you know, holiday season, things are hectic, but like things also slow down. So that's usually what happens. TBD on what will happen this year. I have a couple guests coming up. One is in this year, one is in the new year so far. I'm always looking for more guests. So if you know someone that you think would be a great guest or you want to hear from, or you yourself, if you want to come on, have a conversation, let me know. Again, Coaching Klutz on Instagram, Kelly at coachingklutz.com in email. Um, I like talking to guests from all walks of life as hopefully, if you've been listening, you have gathered. So you don't need to be like really good at running or anything. If you have a story and you would want to talk to me, I would want to talk to you. So anyway, reach out or give me uh, recommendations of who you want to hear if you have a thought. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, 100 episodes, I think is going to be like end of January kind of time frame, which is really cool. That'll be almost three years from when I started this podcast. I think I started it in April of 2021. So that's crazy. I can't believe we are at episode 90 now. So anyway, yeah. Um, Today, probably going to be a short episode. It's not one topic. It's going to be a what's what with Klutz because that's just what we're feeling around here. To be honest, I had no idea what I was going to record until earlier today. I'm recording this on Tuesday, November 14th, which is the day before it comes out. When you hear this, it will be Wednesday, November 15th. So first, quick update on what I'm dealing with with the foot injury. And I promise this won't be long because I'm getting kind of sick of talking about it. (laughs) And by that, I mean, I'm just getting annoyed at myself because I keep talking about it. But 
there have been some developments. So we're, I did want to touch on that. So um, things were progressing very slowly, but basically the pain on the top of my foot, it has kind of shifted to more the middle top of my foot towards my like second, third metatarsal. And when it does hurt, it's a little more localized than it was before. So I'm getting an MRI on Monday to see what's up. Um, my PT, Sarah, hey Sarah, shout out, suspects it could maybe be a stress reaction. So I personally would just like an answer either way, which is why I'm deciding to get the exams. But yeah, that's the biggest update. Um, but my foot seems to tolerate running 10 minutes at a time with then walk breaks uh, after that. So hope is not lost. We are still moving forward, but hopefully with Monday with imaging, I will have a definitive, this is a stress reaction or this is not, and it's just taking forever to heal and it's your tendons kind of thing. Um, as much as we can know affirmatively from imaging, but that's the updates there. But then something else I want to talk about around uh, this injury is I haven't been running obviously as much as I was used to for the better part of this year. And something that JK said on one of his recent podcasts around, I think it was the most recent one where, where he's talking about planning for the holiday season and how I'm going to butcher this. This is me paraphrasing. This is not what JK said, but <laughs> he was talking about how people like have thoughts about losing control around the holidays with all like the gatherings and parties and all the food and everything and like having the thought isn't in itself it doesn't mean anything it's not like bad or anything but then like acting upon the thought would be the bad thing and I don't think that's the right word but for lack of another word right now anyway so I have been noticing that Sometimes when I'm making meals, I have a thought like, oh, I don't need as much food during this phase because I'm not doing as much running. And that I have dealt with eating issues in the past. And if you've been here for a while, I did say I was going to record a podcast all about that. And it's still on my list. I just haven't sat myself down <laughs> to plan out that episode because that is one I don't think I can just wing <laughs> and just talk. Uh, but I might try because I cannot get myself to sit down and do it. Anyway, um, so these thoughts, they're not like new to me. They, I've had them for a, while, a long time, but I've noticed them popping up a little more because I'm not running as much. And if you do follow me on Strava, you're probably like, you're still doing stuff though. Like I'm still lifting, I'm biking. I have started ellipticaling a little bit more. Um, and I'm still run walking. So like, it's not like I'm doing nothing. And even if I were doing nothing, I still need food. But, uh, JK's podcast reminded me of that. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I've been having these thoughts. And I think before I would have been like, wow, this is bad. Like, <laughs> this is not good that I'm having these thoughts. But if, if you've ever talked to anyone who, or you are someone who like, struggled with an eating disorder or disordered eating in the past, they'll probably tell you. Um, actually, I'm not going to speak for anyone. I don't think it ever goes away. 
And what I mean by that is like the thoughts, they're kind of always there or like, you know, things that you used to do, you might still have urges to do. But just like JK was saying, just having the thought is not inherently bad, especially like with what my past, it's not expected, but it's not surprising that I would have these thoughts. What would be bad it was if I gave in to these thoughts and I was like, you know what, you're right, I don't need as much food. And then I started restricting my food. And I think especially in a time of injury, that can be a common time when we think we need to restrict food intake because we're not doing as much activity as we were before. But our body also needs a lot of um, energy and nutrients in order to heal the injury. So during an injury isn't the best time to cut out food and energy from our lives. So um, yeah, I just kind of realized that yesterday, last night, as I was making dinner and I was adding rice to it and I was like, do I really need all these carbs? Yes. Yes, I do need all these carbs. I'm still doing a lot, a good amount of activity um, and I need energy. Always need energy. Anyway, I'm sure some of you can relate to that. So I just wanted to bring that up a bit and one day I will record an episode all about my journey, but TBD on when that will be. Um, Another thing I realized after talking to Jake last week when he was talking about his injury and how uh, his friend Matt would, he would be healthy by now because he has a different, um, he's wired differently and he would have done like everything in his power to work towards getting healthier. And I was reflecting upon that and I kind of realized that I've just been kind of um, a brat. I guess, <laughs> with relation to running, not being able to run as much as I want and all that. Because, like, I can still – there are a lot of things I can do that are pain-free. And I could, instead of wallowing in not being able to run and focusing on that, I could divert my energy and put it more into, like, focusing on what I can do and doing what I can to – move myself forward and recover from this injury. Admittedly, I've been slacking on like my PT exercises, uh, massaging and rolling out and stuff like that. The little things that, you know, time is probably the biggest um, forward mover of injury. I think in this case, like the more time that passes, the better it's gonna feel just because the passage of time has time to heal. But definitely not doing my specific strengthening exercises um, and, you know, loosening tight areas and that stuff isn't helping. And instead of focusing on what I can't do, it would be much more beneficial if I would focus on what I can do and actually doing those things. So that conversation made me realize that and I would be willing to bet that a lot of you can relate to that as well. Maybe not for injury, but just in terms of like, could be with running and reaching running goals, like where are you um, in your own way? Or, you know, just in life, like I feel like I've encountered this with career goals I used to have before I went self-employed and it was like, okay, I want to get here. 
I know steps to take to get here. Why am I not taking those steps? Like what, what in my mindset or my thought processes or like, where is the blockage? Why am I not doing these things? Um, so yeah, that could be a good reflection exercise for everyone, myself included, obviously. Um, okay. That's all I wanted to mention about the injury. Cause like I said, I don't want this whole episode to be about that. So something else I wanted to bring up goal setting. This is a very common time of year for goal setting. We love goal setting. It's great. One thing I do see happen is trying to do too many things at once. So when you are setting goals, there's nothing wrong with having goals in multiple areas unless we're just talking about um, fitness goals here. There's nothing wrong with having goals in multiple areas, multiple fitness modalities. So for example, um, uh, once I can run again, my running goals will revolve around the 5k for a bit. I've been really excited to get back to 5k training. And also I would in the strength training realm, I would love to increase my deadlift um, one rep max. So having these two goals is not a bad thing. The, where I think a lot of us get in trouble is trying to pursue two separate goals that don't mesh well at the same time. So if I were trying to increase my deadlift uh, numbers and get faster in the 5k, that might be too much. It's not going to be too much for everyone. So just like everything we talk about, it's very individual, but especially for those of us who don't have a lot of time to dedicate towards training, having two goals that are competing goals makes it hard to achieve either of those. So I want you to think about that as you're thinking about goals for 2024, what you want to work on. And I also want to remind you that just because you are focusing on one goal doesn't mean you need to completely drop the other goal. And this is why I like looking at the year as a whole and doing more of an annual plan versus more of a short-sighted plan. Because that way, for let's take my example again. So right now is a good time for me to work on my deadlift numbers because I can't quite run yet. So let's say I can dedicate the next 12 weeks to working on my deadlift strength. And then that puts us in, let's see, it's November, December, January, January, February timeframe. And then after that, if we're looking at the year as a whole, I still have, you know, 10 more months in my year to either continue pursuing the deadlift numbers or I can shift focus to working on my 5K time and bringing the 5K time down. And during that time, I'm, I, I won't be, you know, stop deadlifting forever. I'll still be maintaining that. Similarly, I'm maintaining whatever I can right now with my running. So what the point I want to get across is having multiple goals is great, but you need to decide at what point in the year do you want to prioritize one over the other. And coming up with a smart um, plan to work on multiple goals across the year can be really helpful, especially so that you don't feel like you're uh, missing anything. Because I know 
once like running training gets really heavy, I kind of start missing strength training a little more, even um, even if I'm trying to maintain it. Although admittedly, towards the end of ultra training, I wasn't trying to get to the gym to strength train very much with all of the mileage. So yeah, I think just keeping in mind that it is very challenging for most of us to work on more than one goal at a time when they don't go hand in hand, um, like strength and running a lot of miles. Um, But at the same time, you don't have to focus on one goal for the whole year. You can split up your years. That's, it can be beneficial to think of your year in seasons. Um, You know, a lot of climbers do this. So they think about like the outdoor season is the performance season. And that is usually out here. It's usually, you know, like the fall, sometimes the summer, depending on where your climbing projects are. But then other times in the year, that's like indoor season for climbing. And you could focus on another goal um, for another sport, for example. So probably do a more in-depth episode at some point talking more about goal setting, setting up your annual plan, um, and just like spacing out races and goals and whatnot. But just wanted to uh, touch on that because I've been having some conversations recently, and I'm sure a lot of you out there are having similar thoughts. Okay, and then the last thing I want to mention that is just top of mind for me is the NCAA cross-country championships are this weekend. And I, I mean, I personally love cross country. Uh, I ran in college, so I really like watching the races every year. Just It's got a certain amount of nostalgia for me. We were never, <laughs> my team was never good enough to get to championships. Um, and neither was I, <laughs> but I love watching it. And especially since I've been watching for probably the last, I watched last season's 2022 season. And then I've watched the older races um, since then, but there is a, uh, I don't want to say a rivalry because I don't know if they're rivals, but there's a competition in the women's race, the women's 6K between Parker Valby and Caitlin Tui. Um, if you follow NCAA running, you probably know both of those names. They're both amazing runners, but um, so last year in 2022, Parker, from what I've gathered, Parker's race strategy and how she races really well is she goes out fast, she takes a lead, and she holds on to it. Versus Caitlin, she seems to be more of she goes out at the front um, and stays with the front pack. And then with like 1K to go-ish, then she puts the pedal to the metal and pulls ahead. So last year in the 2022 race, Parker went out, um, had the lead for a while. There was a gap between her and the front pack and Caitlin Tui, and then Caitlin Tui slowly, slowly reeled her in, and then ended up winning, which was really exciting. Highly, I'm gonna link that race. I probably have mentioned it before. It's really exciting. Um, anyway, so then this year, Caitlin didn't do a cross country race until uh, the ACC championships, if I am remembering correctly. So. That was the first time we saw Caitlin in a cross-country race this season, and she was um, running against Parker for that race. And same thing happened. Parker went out really hot and gapped the field pretty quick, kept that lead, 
and Caitlin did not catch up in this race. So Parker ended up winning by, I think, 12 seconds at the end of it. And that was three, three weeks ago, I think. So that is the most recent race against, uh, between the two of them. Last weekend was regionals. Um, Parker is in Florida. She goes to school in Florida. Caitlin goes to school in North Carolina. So they are in different regions. So they didn't compete in regionals. So now at the championships, we're going to see them go head to head again. And I'm just really excited to see what happens. I think both of them just race really well. And I'm excited to see how, if at all, Caitlin uh, adjusts her race strategy based on how she knows Parker races. Because I would be real willing to bet a lot of money that Parker is going to stick with her strategy, go out really hot, try to gap the field early and hold on to that lead the whole time and not let up. So I'm curious to see if Caitlin will try to go with her a little earlier or from the start or if she'll hang back and slowly reel Parker in again like last year. I think it's just going to be a really exciting race. Hopefully they're both healthy and in it this weekend. I don't see why they shouldn't be, but you know, I'm recording this on a Tuesday and the race is until Saturday and anything can happen. So yeah, that's the last thing that I wanted to mention because I love watching running races. I love it. And unfortunately, um, I think this is only aired on ESPNU. So if you don't have an ESPN um, subscription, you can't watch it live. But they usually put it up on YouTube on the NCAA channel. Um, I will probably be paying a month of ESPN just to watch this because that's how much I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, the race starts at, I believe, 10, 20 Eastern time for the women. And don't ask me what's happening in the men's race because I don't know. I only watch the women's races, really, or I only follow along because I, I know of those athletes. And, yeah, that is – those are the things that have been on my mind and hopefully you got something out of this episode. If not, it's short enough that hopefully you don't regret listening to it. But if you are enjoying it, um, if you would be so kind as to leave a rating and review on Apple or just a rating on Spotify, I would appreciate it immensely. I love reading the reviews you leave. It also helps me know what you like. If there's anything you don't like, I would prefer it. If you come to me directly rather than leaving a bad review, but I cannot control you. But if you do want to give me feedback directly, like I said at the start of this episode, you can find me on Instagram at coachingclutz or you can email me kelly at coachingclutz.com and we will talk probably next week. Bye. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review everything you do for podcasts wherever you listen to them. It helps me out immensely and helps other people find the show and just spread my message. And if you haven't already, connect with me on Instagram or TikTok at Coaching Klutz. You can also find me at my website, coachingklutz.com, if you're looking for my coaching services or any of my running programs. And I will talk to you all next time.